you know, I remember thinking, man, you know, I have everything. You know, we we had bought, you know, we were living in a house that, you know, we had bought and we had kids, you know, um, life was great, had a nice car, uh, but I was miserable. And um, I remember telling my wife, I'm like, I, I don't want to do this anymore. I want to quit my job. I was so bored. Um, I always have had the mindset, like, I need to be mentally challenged. It just wasn't me. Well, welcome to the show. Do you mind uh, taking a few moments and introducing yourself for those who, who don't know who you are? Sure. Well, thank you for having me on. My name is Lalo Nunez, and I'm currently a trainer at CBT Nuggets. Um, I create content for them on the Cisco collaboration side. In my previous lives, I've been voice or video collaboration engineers at several different jobs. So, you know, we met at Cisco Live uh, this year, and we it did. was it was such a cool time hanging out, and uh, you know, just being there with the whole CBT Nuggets crew. Um, but you know, I, I've kind of followed your story for a little while now and you know especially when we're getting ready to do this interview and i'm curious um do you mind sharing what initially sparked your interest in the it and technology long time ago i had friends that we played basketball with and uh, i went to my buddy's house i think we went to go eat lunch and he's like uh check this out i got a new computer so it was windows 95 so that's uh you know as you can tell by the gray hairs that's that's how long I've been around, but I, I remember so was, my Windows 95 computer. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So um, he's like, check this out. So he was making folders and doing all this type of stuff. And he goes, well, watch this. I can do it from the command line. So he brought the black box with the white, with the white font, with the white font. And I was like, oh, that's cool. And then it piqued my interest. So, and ever since then, I mean, I was just hooked. I mean, it was just, it's cool. You know, I, I had, uh, you know, my first Windows machine was Windows 95. It had a Pentium 1 processor, and I remember upgrading it to a gig of RAM and thinking, man, I'll never fill this thing up. Um, and then I finally upgraded to Windows 98 Special Edition. Um, mm -hmm. I think that's where I really kind of got bit by the bug initially. And then uh, back in high school, I uh, my high school had the Cisco CCNA, actually, uh, back through nice. the Netacad days and stuff like that. And um, so... That's rear, really where I developed my passion for technology. I remember that my first PC was those old gateway towers that was, was really big. It was like a Pentium 1. It didn't come with an operating system. It took me eight hours to install Windows, you know, because back then you didn't have YouTube. You didn't have any, like, instructions. But it took me uh, a long time to do it. But it was very satisfying to get it done. I mean, it was just, it, it was just cool. I mean, it's, you know, it's getting bit but by that bug. Yeah. What, what do you remember? What inst installation media that uh, your copy of Windows came on? That was with on, on a CD. But uh, when I used to work at Best Buy a long time ago, before the Geek Squad, I did Windows ninety five via the floppies. So, yeah. Oh gosh. <laughs> do you mind kind of like sharing like so when you decided to get into the tech field? What were some of the like your big challenges you faced um, in the field, and how did you figure out uh, to overcome those challenges? A bunch of challenges was just getting intimidated, right? Because there's there's so much to learn. And then there's so many hats that one can wear. You know, you can do desktop or network or engineering or be a programmer. And when you're supporting an infrastructure or a shop or your company, it's it's difficult to be an expert or have knowledge in all those different areas. So you have to learn quick that you have to kind of get good at your craft before you start diving into other areas. But uh, 
So, so I think that's where a lot of people get hung up on because it, it it's a lot of information to kind of just gather and, and just be on top of, and it's it, and it's always changing, you know, on top of it. You know, before before we got on here, we were talking about imposter syndrome and stuff like that. Um, and I know, especially for people getting into the field, imposter syndrome is um, it's pretty pretty you know big deal. You know, a lot of people think, man, I I'm I don't know enough to be able to get a job in tech and stuff like that. And uh, it, it can be it can really be difficult. Um, but you know, I, I constantly tell people, you know, it's it's not as hard as you think. Um, a lot of times to get into tech, it's, it's not easy, you know, um, especially if you are just starting out and don't really have a background in it. Um, but, you know, I always tell people just just go ahead and, you know, put your best foot forward, start applying. Um, the worst that's going to happen is they're going to tell you no, and you're going to learn what you need to do differently. That's it. No, you're you are 100 percent correct. And I tell people we all had to start somewhere, even these guys with all these certifications and if they're architects, they were once in your shoes, you know, and he or she was once there. So it's a journey and, you know, it's not a race. It's a marathon. And, and like you said, just one step at a time and, and eventually you will get to that point, right? It's like when you, when you start off your career, a lot of times we start at the help desk, right? Then over time, you go on to junior roles and then eventually become engineers and seniors and, and architects, but that doesn't occur over a 12 month. A period it takes time and that's what a lot of people um as long as you can brace or embrace that thought you know you'll be good absolutely and, and speaking of starting off you know at the help desk and stuff do you mind kind of talking about how like you know you talked about why you got in tech but how did you start your journey into the tech field so my first job was at at, at best buy so i walked in um applied had no experience and the guy looked at me and said all right, I'm not give you a chance. And, uh, <laughs> and, and his, his name was Bob. And, um, and he was, a, he was a real nice guy and he actually mentored me along the way. So he taught me how to install operating systems and swap out hard drives and RAM. And again, this is all before the YouTube days, right? Where you could see somebody do it. So over time I learned, um, and I've been blessed to have a lot of mentors my whole entire life. It, and so then from there, I went to a, a different company where I was a network admin. So we were in charge of, uh, I think, seven servers, a, a couple of switches and routers. Now, this is the Windows 2003 days as far as your server operating system. Um, and, and that job was kind of funny because when I wanted that job, he said, well, I would like to hire you, but you don't have any certifications. And, and this is where certifications are your entryway to a lot of places. So I asked him, I said, well, what kind of certification do you need? And he he goes, if you can get your A plus and you, your network plus, and then you can come talk to me. So a few months later, I got those two certifications. He's like, oh, wow, you're serious. I'm like, yeah. And so then after that, you know, and he gave me the opportunity. But uh, that's, you know, that's an example where certifications do open the doors to to opportunities. Um, then from there, went to go work for my to local government, and I took a job there as a desktop administrator, which was kind of a step back at the time. But to get into a government job is pretty difficult, so I was like, let me just get my foot in the door. And so I really enjoyed it, and we did 
scripts and deploying operating systems and supporting applications and stuff like that. And uh, from there, the WAN team, the White Area Network team, they're like, hey, uh, you want to do Cisco and Cisco collaboration? And I was like, I haven't done Cisco before. So, and he was like, well, you know, you have a good work ethic and we see how you support other customers and we'll teach you that. So I said, let me think about it. So that night I went with like a buddy and I said, man, they want to give me the Cisco gig, but I don't have any experience and I don't know what I should do. And he kind of looked at me like, uh, duh, if they're going to train you, you should go do it. It's Cisco. I said, okay. So jumped on board and, uh, spent, I think like five years there, but it was some of the best times in my life. I mean, we we're putting out fires. Uh, it was hard because I, was diving into a world that I did not know anything about. So again, this is where I had good mentors. The seniors were great. I got good training there. Uh, we put up a lot of fires and did a lot of stuff, but that's where my career really grew there. So that, that's so cool. The- and so, so inspirational. Sorry. I know you were <laughs> finished there. <laughs> no, 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 no. Y'all good. And yeah. And, and then from there, um, my wife was pregnant with her firstborn. And you know how it is where you need to, when you're single and making a certain dollar amount, it's fine. But once the wife gets pregnant and there's a baby coming, you know, life changes, right? So um, from there, I went to go work at uh, like a hospital or a cancer center. And uh, and then there I went to a different company. And from there, I went to rooms to go. I mean, that was the name of the company that I was at before I went to CBT Nuggets and that's where I'm at now. And I applied in a complete whim and that, that's where I'm at now. And if I'm totally honest with you, it's my dream job. I mean, what a wonderful nice. place to work. I mean, it's so awesome. <laughs> that That's so cool. Um, you know, and so, so inspiring and I, I can a hundred percent relate to having to, you know, kind of change job as life evolves and stuff. Um, you know, when I got into the tech field, um, as many of you, if you've watched the channel before, know I was a bulldozer operator and I was making really good money. Um, I was making like in excess of like $70,000 a year, just sitting wow. on my butt all day, driving a bulldozer in a heated and air conditioned cab. Um, you know, I, I, I couldn't complain. Um, but I was so, I was so bored. Um, I always have had the mindset, like I need to be mentally challenged and just sitting in a bulldozer for 12 hours a day, um, just drug me down and just, um, not saying it's a bad job, you know, um, there's plenty right, of people that right. do it and love it, but it just wasn't me. Um, and you know, I remember thinking, man, you know, I have everything, you know, we, we had bought, you know, we were living in a house that, you know, we had bought and we had kids, you know, um, life was great, had a nice car, uh, but I was miserable. And, um, I remember telling my wife, I'm like, I, I don't want to do this anymore. I want to quit my job. And we, you know, we had a conversation about it and, um, you know, we were talking about what I wanted to do. And I remember I always had a passion for tech. And so I started like just going on YouTube, trying to figure out, okay, what do I need to make this career change? What do I need to do to be, you know, to make money? And I, cause I was doing job searches and a lot of the jobs, a lot of entry level jobs sometimes don't pay a lot um, in the tech field. 
if you are just coming in like completely unprepared. So I was trying to figure out how I could upskill myself to try to make some more money. And I stumbled across certifications. And of course that led me down the path to actually CBT nuggets. And I realized I, I need to go get um, the A plus. And so I started studying for my certification right away. And then while I was studying for my CompTIA A plus, I actually got let go from my job as a bulldozer operator. And we were like in scramble mode because, you know, we just gone through, you know, um, hard times not too long ago, money was tight. And, you know, now there's no money coming into the household. And I'm like, man, I really don't want to go back to another manufacturing job or something like that. I want to try to get a job in tech. But in the area I lived in, there was just no tech jobs. It was a really, really small town. And I'm like, okay, um, you know, there's this one town that was about two hours away. Um, it was a bigger, more tech populated area. I'm like, I'm going to start looking for jobs over there. And I started applying for jobs right away because I couldn't wait till I got my C, uh, my A plus certification. And I can't found out that if you're studying for your certification, sometimes that's enough to get your foot in the door to employers because they're seeing you taking that initiative. You know, they want you to finish and get that certification. Um, but I didn't wait. I started applying and I en ended up landing a job that made about, about $20,000 less a year than I was making as a bulldozer operator. But it was a, I knew it was a foothold into the, the door of the career field I wanted to be in. And, um, it took me less, it took me about a year and a half to get, actually work up the ladder to get to back to making the same amount of money as I was. Um, but it was just, it, it was so, so much of a relief to be able to land that first job. And I've completely gone on, a, got on a soapbox and gone on a rant, rant here and totally lost no, my track. That's a quick but story. Yeah. It's um, the point I guess I was trying to get across is if if you've come to the point in your life or your career and you're looking to make this change, you know, imposter syndrome can hold you back. And I, I tell people time and time again, just, just go out there and start applying for jobs. You, you wouldn't be, you know, you wouldn't believe how many skills you actually have in this career field that you don't realize. Um, it's not all about the hard skills, the technical skills. Um, it's about also the communication skills. And do you mind kind of talking about that a little bit, the, how the importance of like soft skills and communication skills? Sure. I mean, um, going to your point, applying for jobs is a key. Like I used to do, I used to do interviews or I was part of the interview board. And if I saw someone had a certification or they were pursuing a certification that caught my eye because now I'm asking questions. Well, what are you studying for? What does your lab look like? Or, you know, what, what's one thing that, it's cool that you've done. Like I've had someone say, I've had a VPN that goes to my house. Oh, really? Tell me about that VPN. That person wasn't supporting it for a infrastructure for a company, but I was impressed that this guy built a VPN going back to his house. Um, but as far as the soft skills go, you're absolutely right. It's always important to just be you. Like look at someone in the eye, you know, just have that conversation. Um, your talents are going to come out. Your skills are going to, They'll come out, but they're also looking, can this guy or girl be a member of our team? Um, can he help the support the customers? Can he carry on a conversation? Um, because 
it's one thing when you have to fight a fire, right? So there's everybody gets paid and you're on a P1 and there's 30 people on a conference call and it's up to you to kind of guide that conversation, right? And it's very intimidating. Um, it's very scary for a lot of people, but I always went in saying, well, for the jobs I was at, like, we're not, if the, if, if the network's down, no one's dying, right? So let's go ahead and see what the problem is, the root cause. Let's see how we can fix it and bring services back up. And that was always my mentality. And, but again, it's those communication skills, just calming everybody down. Or if you're at a job interview, just be you. And if they ask you a question that you don't know the answer to, just be honest. Well, I don't know. But here's how I would find the answer. I would look at the admin guide or the system guide, or I would go on the forums or contact the vendor. Because like the reality is, especially in today's age, and I sound like an old man when I say that, there's so much technology out there that we Google almost every single day, or we have to go dig in a document or find someone or lab it up to prove the concept. So when I meet people that know everything, it, you know, it gives me the vibe, like, okay, well, what don't you know? There has to be something that, that makes you cry because it sucks, you know? So, so you've had a couple, quite a few jobs in tech and you've been also on the other side, you've been on the hiring side, um, on, you know, um, hiring people when it comes to people applying for jobs, what is some of the most important things that, um, they should be trying to convey in like that interview and in their resumes, um, you know, what's what is those things that really pique your interest other than certifications? So what kind of projects have they done? Like what kind of deployments? Or I'll ask, tell me about tell me about your worst the scenario where you brought a system down. Um because we all we all make mistakes. I don't care who you are, I don't care what certifications you have, if you're a double CCIE, we all have been there where we hit enter in the wrong look command and we bring the whole entire network down. But you know, the key is if you encounter that situation, as we all do, and you learn from it, that's, you know, that's what the takeaway is. Um, you know, I would ask, well, how would you handle a, a situation where, you know, you are configuring a certain piece of hardware? You know, if you if you tell me that I have deployed technology ABC and I've done it, I'm going to ask you questions because if you can fire off, you know, I would do ABC. All right. So you've done it. But the folks that haven't done it, again, I'm not expecting you to know the answer to my question, but I expect I don't know how to do that. But uh, when you start, you know, just making stuff up, it's, you know, it's not a good look. Honesty goes a long way because, you know, you and I will work on the same team and spend more time with each other than our own families. So yeah. you want someone that that is going to be you know, a good team member that has integrity and is, is going to be honest and want the whole team to do better. And teamwork's a big thing. And you can't be the only guy or girl on the island. It just doesn't work that way. And, you know, you have to depend on each other to kind of make the whole department be better. What advice do you have for people that or maybe they're going for their very first job in the IT field, you know, and don't have that previous experience. You know, how can they still kind of get their foot in the door? Um, you know, if they maybe have a certification, but they don't have any prior work experience. Hey, we'll get right back into the conversation here in a second, but 
I want to talk about something crucial. AI is reshaping our business world and the cybersecurity landscape. As AI speeds up our workflows and opens new frontiers, it also brings complex challenges, especially when it comes to cyber threats. These are becoming more sophisticated and the stakes are higher than ever. AI has created a new form of cyber threats and is lowering the bar for novice cyber criminals while increasing the potential pool of threat actors. At the forefront of this battle is Palo Alto Networks. They are using AI to combat these AI-enhanced threats. With their cutting-edge machine learning models, they offer near-real-time detection and prevention of cyber threats. From DNS hijacking to securing AI applications from the design phase, Palo Alto Networks is redefining cybersecurity. To accomplish this, they introduced Precision AI powered by Palo Alto Networks, a proprietary artificial intelligence system designed to enhance security operations across multiple dimensions. So if you're intrigued how AI can safeguard your digital space, head over to Palo Alto Networks and discover how Precision AI automates detection, prevention, and remediation with industry-leading accuracy. Okay, now back to the interview. Well, we all have to start somewhere, and I've been there, you've been there, and it sucks. Um, I always have a home lab I, and to practice my concepts, so I would talk about what I had in my home lab, a um, couple of things, how I broke it, how I fixed it. Um, but you also want to convey that you're hungry. When I say you're hungry, you want to learn. Like, I want to be part of your team. I, I can help with wherever you need to help. I'll learn how to configure switches or routers or the cloud or automation. Because it's one thing to have a skill set, but it's another thing to be hungry to want to learn and work on that technology. Because those are, that drive is what's going to take you a long way. Like we all need that why, right? And why we get up in the morning, you know, what drives you to be a better husband, a better dad, or, you know, a better a better engineer. And so having that drive will definitely, if you're interviewing with the right company, like there's, unfortunately, if there's, if the position is for a senior level and you're not there, I mean, the odds are you probably won't get that. But there, there have been times where we want another member of the team, call it a junior admin, call it entry level, but we just want someone that we could show the ropes to, to get some training, to become a good member of the team. And a lot of times, you're not aware if you're in it, interviewing for that type of company, but that's where it goes back to be you, to be honest. If you're pursuing certifications, yes, I only have this one certification, but I'm willing to do more or within the next 12 months, I want to be here. And many good companies will see that and go, this is an individual that we want on our team. It, it kind of goes back to, you know, when you're, when you're trying to get into that job, you know, just to be just, you never know when you might be the most qualified candidate to apply as well. You know, you never know when that company is willing to, you know, take a chance on you. They see that you're a great team player. That's personally happened to me. So the job I had now, I have now, I applied for as a knock technician and there's people that are applying for it that had, you know, um, you know, college education, bachelor's degrees and were, had way more experience than I did. Um, and I ended up getting the position because my boss, the hiring manager, really liked my personality and thought I would be a good fit for the team. You know, we have a very small team and, you know, 
that's really important. He knew he could teach me the, you know, the actual skills and stuff, but he wanted someone that would be a good fit with the team and work together well. And, you know, he saw also my, my, my drive and my determination. And when he hired me, he just kind of let me loose and said, I want you to take professional responsibility for the network operations center. I want you to like have it become yours. I want you to go and just learn the systems. And so I made it my mission, like every day from the moment I got there until the moment I left, I was documenting systems. Um, I was creating documentation. I was creating monitoring tools because they weren't already in place. And it came time for my 90 day review. And I didn't really know how well I was doing. Like I was, th- I, you know, I don't think that I was a rock star, but you know, I just gave it my hundred percent. So my 90 day review came up and you know, we're sitting down talking. And he's like, you know, I was looking for someone to really come in and just take ownership of our network operations center. And you've done just that. And I would like to promote you into a different role. I would like you to become the director of network operations for our company. The position's open. And I think you really show the drive and the motive to do it. And, you know, I was super pumped about that because like that, it was my career dream. Like I wanted to be, I always knew I wanted to be like an, an, um, a network admin or a system admin. And I'm like, you know, I, I, absolutely I'll take the job, but just know, like, I, I'm not an expert at this. And he's like, no one is an expert at this. No one can ever be an expert at this. But what matters is, you know, where to find the information you need and you handle these situations like you should. So, um, I think that's one thing everyone should keep in the back of their mind is, you know, no, they, they're not going to expect you to know everything. Um, they're not going to expect you how all their systems intricately work together, but they do expect you to have the drive and the motivation to learn how to do that. And, you know, tech is a constantly evolving field. Um, you always have to be learning. Otherwise you're going to fall behind. And, I think you're in a special place because you're a a trainer for CBT Nuggets. And I'm kind of curious how you stay ahead of, because you got to be like a step ahead of us. We're already trying to be a step ahead. You got to be a step ahead of us. How do you keep current with the ever evolving tech industry? Well, I have a lot of friends in the field uh, in past jobs and, and just the colleagues that I've met, so I always stay in touch there. I read a lot. If it's the um, official Cisco press guides, I, I attend webinars. I, I listen to podcasts. I, I really try to see where where the where the field is going per se. But um, yeah, and it's um, it, <coughs> excuse me, um, it's a little bit intimidating, especially when you're creating content to help other people get certified. Um, you know, and like the pressure just takes up just a little bit more, but it's something that I love doing. I, I can't tell you, well, CBT Nuggets was a key part of my journey in my career. So they actually was the main resource that I use along with, along with a few others, but they're the main, the resource that I use to obtain my certification. And because of that, I can give the kid, I can give my family, my wife and kids, like the life that we have now. And I'm forever grateful for that. So when 
I create my content. That's the audience I'm going after is to help someone else accomplish the same thing. And I don't ever repost the stuff I get on social media, but I get folks saying, Hey, you know, I watch your stuff and now I understand technology ABC or, you know, I got a promotion or, or, you know, I was able to get this new gig and I mean, really cool stuff. And it, and it, it's just awesome to see that. I and the other trainers, you know, I see with nuggets can really help other people do that. But, um, yeah, it's a lot of work. And if you're a trainer or not, you, you always need to be just be ahead of the technology because you have to support it. Right. And that's where training comes in and it, it's always changing. It's always evolving. I, I have a home lab. I'm always labbing up different concepts and different scenarios and I go, Let's see if I can break it and see what happens. Then you break it and after five cups of coffee and a couple of swear words and then you got to work <laughs> and you go, that is cool. Um, I remember being at one gig where we had like a P, uh, like a P1, like we had an outage and I brought everything back up in five minutes. It was this service I had to restart and they came to my desk and they go, how did you know that that was a service that needed to be restarted? I go because I broke my home lab last week and it took me 12 hours to fit. And that was the one service I had to start. So, um, nice. but yeah. Um, so, I mean, it, it's, um, so like I said, you get the imposter syndrome, you know, there are days where I'm like, Oh wow, this sucks. But, uh, once you get through it, the dry, right? Like I, I wake up constantly saying I will conquer this day. Even if I get my butt kicked, it's going to help me get better. Cause we all fail. I don't care who you are. Yeah. We all fail. I mean, I've seen very intelligent people bring down networks or cause an outage. I mean, it just happened. So I, it's just part of your journey. Let your failures make you a better person. Let the failures, these failures that you encounter make you a better engineer. And that's what's going to make you better. You know, just as, as you get older, as you just spend more time in this field and also so. That is such great advice. And, uh, it, it is true. We, we are only human. You know, it's not a matter of if you're going to take down the network. It's a matter of when it's, it's going to happen. Um, I, I've definitely had my share, share of them. Um, so it's, it's going to happen, but learn how to handle those situations and prepare yourself for those. Um, and it won't, it will, it will go smoothly. Um, so, and always be truthful, um, whenever you screw up in those situations, um, you know, it rarely are you going to, you know, get, you rarely, you're going to lose your job over those situations. You know, you, you might get slapped on the hand. You might have your boss looking over your shoulder for a little bit. Um, but you know, um, you're going to learn from that and, you know, you're going to learn how to fix it if it happens again in a lot quicker time frame. So, yeah. Um, and that's where you have good, you know, good practices like change management, right? You know, did you vet your changes? Do you have a backup plan? Do you know, do you have a good backup? You know, what are the steps that you're going to take? That's for peer reviews. Um, some jobs do it. Some jobs don't, but having a peer yeah. review. So before I, I make a change, I, I have you look at it and I get your check mark or your green light. And because you'll catch something like, hey, you might not, you may, you may not want to restart that service at 10 p.m. because it's going to cause this type of outage. Oh, I had no idea. Stuff like that working together and again, having a good team helps you learn and just become better. 
Absolutely. Now I got a question for you. If you had to go back and start all over again, what would, is there one thing that you would like not do again? Is there one thing you would like make sure and do differently? What would I not do? Threw me a a curveball there. Wasn't expecting that. Um, (laughs) Got to ask the hard question. I wouldn't give up so easily. Um, Again, I'm very blessed and I'm thankful to be where I'm at today, but there are some few moments in my life where I I didn't have a good support staff around me. And there are, when you go on this journey of certifications and and just trying to learn technology, it can become discouraging. And if you don't have a good support staff, you might put everything on pause and go, I want to take a break from all this. And when in reality, you have to keep going. Like if you have a bad day, just it's one foot forward, right? And, and you need someone to encourage you. And um, there are gaps in my career where I just said, well, I'm just going to do my everyday gig or, you know, I'm not going to pursue that right now. Um, so I don't know if that makes any sense at all, but I, it's, there were certain gaps in my life where I feel that if I could just push myself a little bit further, I mean, who knows you know, when I got to the top of the ladder a little bit faster, hopefully that makes sense. Uh, makes sense. Definitely. But, um, you know, there's there's yeah. several times you know, in my career that, you know, if I would have just pushed a little bit harder, you know, I wonder if I would have been in, in a position sooner. Uh, I definitely know that's the case um, with like my YouTube channel. There are several times that I kind of just mentally gave up, you know, life, life got difficult and I'm like, oh, I just can't do this no more. And it wasn't until like personally here on YouTube, um, it wasn't until about a year ago, um, about this time last year, I'm like, you know, I really enjoy helping people, especially like helping land like jobs in tech. Um, you know, I, I want to be the voice for people telling them that, Hey, you can do this. You know, it doesn't matter that you only experience this flipping burgers at burger or McDonald's, you know? You have customer service experience. Use that to your advantage. Um, I think some people need to hear that positive encouragement, and that's what I want to do. And, um, you know, it's paid off for me because, you know, in this last year, we've grown the channel over well over 10,000 subscribers. And, you know, um, you you know, the old saying, you know, you made it when the trolls come out, (laughs) you know, people start, you know, leaving nasty comments, Uh, you know, you're doing something right there, but yeah, um, I, I, I can absolutely relate with that. Um, you know, just staying motivated. Yeah. And trolls. I mean, people love to hide behind a keyboard. Uh, we get comments as trainers and I got one guy once that wrote this four program essay, how he can't understand me. I don't know how to pronounce words and I suck and all this other stuff. And, um, for a day or two, you know, I, cause we're all human at the end of the day. I don't care who you are. You know, they kind of brought me down, but, um, you know, I had a conversation with someone again, going back to having a good support environment and, uh, you know, like the trolls are out there and yeah, you know, if someone doesn't like my training or doesn't like your YouTube channel, then I guess go somewhere else, I guess. Right. Exactly. Um, but, you know, I've been following you since the day one. Like I told you before, we started to record. I think your quality is excellent. But also, uh, like when you're looking at the camera, I feel just this honest dude just talking to me. And again, my goal and your goal is to help other people 
get better uh, to help to help other people get better jobs and because we want to we want the best lives for us and and for our families and it's possible i'm gonna tell you if i can do this anyone can do it all right it's just but you got to put the work in you know I, i can't tell you friday nights where you know the guys were gonna go to the bar but like you know coming out i'm like ah you know i gotta study for this exam it sucked at the moment right but hey you know it it all paid off because no one's gonna the only person in charge of your career is you and with the work put in and learning from your failures and learning from your mistakes and learning ways how not to do things and you just keep pushing forward i mean anything's possible and i honestly mean that i mean it's anything is possible Speaking of making someone's life better and certifications and all that, we actually have a six-month CBT Nuggets subscription to give away to one of our audience. And uh, I really want to thank CBT Nuggets for donating to this year's uh, holiday giveaway. If you guys are interested in entering this giveaway, the link is down in the description, and you'll need the keyword training to be able to enter. Um, and that was just so awesome. Um, you know, I've been doing this holiday giveaway for the last, this is year three now. And the whole reason I started it is because um, I saw there's there's people that really want to get into tech and maybe just needed that nudge, um, whether it was training, whether it was just motivation and stuff. Um, so I started this giveaway to try to help give back to the community uh, because it, it was actually a fellow YouTuber who convinced me to first start my you know, make the switch to the tech industry and then start this YouTube channel to try to help others um, as well. So this is just kind of my way of giving back to the community. And uh, again, thank you guys so much. That's awesome. And that's awesome. And I, whoever gets it, you know, just take a full advantage of it. There's a lot of great content there, great content there. And I can tell you, these other CBT Nuggets trainers are great human beings. I mean that from the bottom of my heart, they, they care they want to see you succeed, and they're honestly great, great human beings. I know you have, I know you had Keith Barker on here, and he's 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 awesome, dude. There's not enough kind words I can say about that man, but he's he's so cool and he's so kind. Absolutely, you know Keith. Keith was one of my was one of the trainers I originally you know started watching when I started watching CPT Nuggets, and uh, you know it motivated me to be where I am today. And you know, speaking of you know, kind of you know, we were just talking about having that support group and stuff like that. Um, I think one super valuable thing in the tech field is having you know um, people around you and having mentors to help you um, progress in your career. But a lot of times, I know, like me, I'm not a very much, it's difficult for me to just go up to a random person and say, hey, you want to teach me everything you know so I can be just as good as you? <laughs> um, and in all honesty, that's sometimes what you really need to say, because you'll find a lot of times people in this tech industry are super eager to help out and learn. There's a few of those gatekeepers out there, but most people, if if you are willing to ask for help and show in, are genuinely interested they're going to be like super motivated um, to help you. And um, I know you've had some great mentors in your, your life. Do you mind kind of talking about the importance of mentorship and you know, how sure, you love to found that out? So I've been really fortunate where every moment or every job that I've been at, I've had great mentors, like people who, Hey, what I would ask them, Hey, can I, see you configure that switch or can I join you? Will you do that? Um, 
that change or you add that route to that router? I go, sure. They pull up a chair and then, and you know, they're explaining to me what the command is and how we go about doing it, what to do, what not to do, the implications. Um, and these guys and girls are, you know, they took me underneath their wing and then it went from me asking like, Hey, I'm going to go out to this site next Wednesday. You want to come join me? Yeah, I'm down. And I, you know, and going on that. Um, cause you're right. There are people that want to help out other good people and there is no shame in asking. And if they're a good, a good human being, a good, a good engineer would say, sure, you know, I'll show you. Um, and that's why when I got to a senior level, I ha- I paid that back. When I got a new junior admin junior team and their eyes are bulged open, they're like, I don't know what to do. I said, come get a cup of coffee and sit with me, you know, and I explained to them this system. So you also got to pay for it because I always try to tell people, you were one time a junior admin. You one time didn't know the difference between a hub and a switch or, you know, whatever case may be. And, and that just paying it forward. But uh, yeah, if, I encourage anyone to go up to any of their senior staff, wherever department it is, like, hey, can I sit with you sometime? You know, even if it's during your lunch hour, show that initiative because you'd be surprised that there may be a job opening one day and they go, hey, there's a spot. You want to come join our team so you can learn more? Um, But, you know, it all goes back to what we're talking about is having that drive, right? Absolutely. And, you know, it's... um we we could go on for you know hours more, but I definitely want to be respectful of your time. Um, but yeah, it, it all comes back down to having that drive, having that connection with um, people, and just um, being curious. Having that, <laughs> I don't think of a, I can't think of a better way to put it though. Having that drive to to no, it is. be eager and, and excited you know, about it. Absolutely, and the other part that I find it hard for people is finding something that you love doing because you have that drive and you love what you do. Like I fell in love with collaboration. The rest was easy. I mean, the difficult part of my job was dealing with politics, right? Where, you know, that exists in any job. But if you find something, if it's Linux or automation or, or, or the cloud or programming, whatever it is, if, if you enjoy it and you have drive, it's over. I mean, no one can stop you at that point. You know, there's certain technologies that make me cringe. And so if I had drive and they have a passion for that technology, you would, you know, that's not a, a winning formula, right? But there's so many different paths that we can take in tech. So just find the path that you like doing. Sounds great. Thank you again for taking the time and uh, coming on the channel and sharing so much valuable insight with us. No, of course. And thank you for having us or, or, or having me, us. Like I have a whole team behind me. Thank you for having me. And and again, Absolutely. if you're listening to this and you can do it, I mean, I, I don't even know you and I believe that you can do it like hundred percent, you know, it's, it's going to take work. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a marathon. It, it's not a race, but uh, you will get there. I promise. Thank you guys for tuning in. And I hope you guys enjoyed this video and until next time, keep learning.